the truth is out there, out there, out there, out there. I want to believe. If there's a point, Mulder, please feel free to come to it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Truth is Out There, X-Files podcast. My name is Barry Wallace, and my co-host is... I am an unfortunate were-creature who was bitten by a human being, and now I transform every full moon into Michael Hickerson. (laughs) That is the scariest monster of the week that I have ever heard. (laughs) Well, imagine how my family feels about it. I can only imagine. Well, you can tell us uh, what your your experiences are changing into different types of creatures by emailing us at thetruthisouttherepodcast at gmail.com. You can go to our website at thetruthisouttherepodcast.podbean.com or find us on Facebook or go to Twitter at outtherepodcast. Mike, this was a yet another, I guess, another sort of monster of the week type of episode uh, for this reboot series. Um, and it really kind of took that whole context or convention of monsters of the week, and, and kind of took it and looked at looked at it in the mirror and explained what it was all about. Well, I think I had said maybe last week that of the six episodes that were coming from the the, the X Files continuation, that this was the one I had circled on my calendar that I was looking <laughs> the most forward to. And I will just say right now that. It lived up to my expectations. I was extremely pleased with the episode. So, spoiler alert, I liked it. Spoiler alert. So, uh, you're, you're, you're jumping ahead there a little bit, but uh, that's okay, because this episode was written by Darren Morgan, who also wrote Jose Chung from Outer Space and Clyde Buckman's Final Repose, and I think he wrote War... Did he write War of the Cofrages? Yes, he wrote that one, and he also wrote Humbug in season and two. And Humbug, and uh, I think he also did a, um, some rewrite work on Quagmire and a couple other episodes there from the early uh, few years of, of X-Files, and he's kind of known as the, the, the funny, the humorous writer, the one that does the comic episodes, and the ones that do the oh. ones that are kind of outside the mainstream, for the most part. Well, and just to, to astound our fans with trivia that probably most of them already know and are going, God, we have to hear that again? <laughs> Darren Morgan was also the he played a fluke man in the infamous episode The Host. He was the guy in the suit. So how did he get that job? Well, his his brother is Glenn Morgan. Well, that's right. He was related and, to and, yeah. And and so he said, "Darren, come work on the show." And then he had him he helped he had him help sort of rewrite uh, Blood in season two that episode mm-hmm. uh, that has Larry from Larry Daryl and Daryl from the New Heart days. Yeah, I'm giving away my age at this point. <laughs> And that's how he got to to writing. And then uh, uh, he also he also appeared on the the series as um, Eddie Van Blunt with the Silent H from Small Potatoes. He was that character. He was that, that actor. That is, yes, that is Darren Morgan. I did not know that. Oh, there's trivia that I did not realize. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate it because that was I just watched that episode the other day and I didn't realize that was him. Amaze your friends and family. That's cool. Well, I, this week uh, on on the recap episode, we're going to do it a little different. We're not really going to do a whole recap. Um, yeah. It's probably it's not a very plot heavy. I mean, there are some plot elements to it, but it's not like recapping the the uh, the previous two episodes that are pretty easy to write down the facts of what happened. But basically, what we have, um, Mulder and Scully are called out to Oregon once again. I believe it was. Uh, nothing good ever happens in Oregon when Mulder and Scully are involved. I think. 
Um, but they are investigating the uh, attacks on local people there, which is kind of the plot of most every episode. Um, but uh, it's apparently something, some kind of creature, a lizard man of some kind. They get some descriptions from the locals about him. But um, really, before they even get there, Mulder is is, is uh, a little bit bemused by his. Uh, his lack of interest now in, in pursuing the monsters. And is this kind of something that, uh, that, that we expect now from this different kind of molder? Well, let me just say this. And uh, uh, I don't, you know, Fox, uh, if you were a Firefly fan, and, or a lot of other Fox shows, Fox has this um, history of showing things in whatever order they feel like showing them. <laughs> and I really felt like that... Th- if the, the show was trying to have a character arc for Mulder this, for these six episodes, last week felt a little off, especially this year, this week, when he seemed to be kind of disillusioned, and this episode seemed to bring him back into the fold, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting when we go and, and when we're able to look at all six episodes as a whole and, and, and the order that they were actually aired in and see what kind of pattern um, we can see between Mulder where we, and Scully where they both started and, and when they were reunited in episode one and where they end up in six and, and see if it's, yeah. if it's consistent. It'll be interesting if the, the fact that they weren't shot that way and I guess originally intended not to be aired in the, in the way that they ended up airing. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I will. We will see what happens. Yeah, we will see. Well, the the central the central conceit of this episode is the fact that that uh, that of course all all the other ten years or nine years of the series they were involved in hunting monsters uh, yeah. where there were you know people were attacked there were bad things that happened. Uh, Mulder typically believes there's some sort of supernatural element. Scully thinks that it could be explained by science. It was done by humans, which in some cases it was. But uh, in in this case, we end up with the killer of the serial killer actually does uh, appear to be a human, and and there's a rational explanation for it. But a monster is involved, and and Mulder uh, kind of comes back into the belief fold because he, he actually does meet the monster. He talks with him. He has conversations with him. He kind of t- comes to understand what he's all about. And then, of course, he sees him transform there at the very end. Oh, I... Oh, well, don't forget Mulder trying to get a picture of the monster with his cell phone. <laughs> I love the, the new technologies that they're, that they're both trying to use. And uh, <laughs> it really seemed... You know, it's, it's still kind of odd because of all the... Um, yep. Of all the the, the reruns that, that I've watched lately and that we've watched over the years, where I'm so used to seeing them use their flip phones and, and, and closing them, you know, like Captain yep. Kirk closes his communicator yes. when they're finished with a call, or, or using the big, giant, bulky um, yeah. portable phones in their houses. Um, but to see them using iPhones it, with big, giant screens on them is kind of a little odd, and apparently Mulder hasn't quite mastered <laughs> the concept of apps on a phone. No, he he hasn't, and I thought I thought that was hysterical when he was trying to take the picture of, of the monster and chasing it around. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I've seen a lot of people online refer to this one as a new instant classic, and I think I would almost agree. I, uh, I I'm close to it. I'm not. Yeah. I'll, I will admit that I am not nearly as much of a fan of of. Jose Chung or Clyde Buckman, as as you are, I believe, or as a lot of other fans were. 
Well, I think part of it, too, is, like, I think the Darren Morgan episodes are episodes that kind of are, are not only that they're funny, but they also really tend to to question the uh, the central conceits of the X-Files, or the, the assumptions of it. If that, does that make sense? Right, 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 because we're... Yeah, li- this, this one really is kind of almost a parody of the Monster of the Week episode, because uh, the monster becomes a human, and then, you know, oh, I had to go get a job, and I suddenly started worrying if I had enough of my 401k. You know, I, it, it was just really fun. Just a, well, it's... Um Apparently, the uh, Morgan had written this episode to be aired as part of another series yeah. um, several years ago, and the, the, either the series never got picked up or it never got picked up for another season. Um, but uh, he, he kept this shelf, uh, this script on the shelf, and then when the opportunity came along for the X Files reboot, he pulled it off the shelf and, and rewrote it to include Mulder and Scully. And uh, I thought really came up with a great episode. I love I love the fact that he turned the uh, the monster the werewolf um, myth or trope on its ear, and instead of a, a man becoming a monster, it was a monster becoming a man. And and I think that that the the fact that he was able to sort of marry that concept of someone trying to figure out what it is, what exactly is it to be human? What's, what am I supposed to be doing? Um, you have Mulder trying to figure out what he's going to be doing for, you know, what is his function? What's his purpose for, for the rest of his life? Is he going to be going off hunting monsters? Is that all he's supposed to be doing? He's just not really interested in it anymore. The, the spark is gone. The thrill is gone. But then he meets yeah. up with this real monster who's, Basically, kind of having the same struggles he is, and I think it was a a happy accident that that uh, Darren Morgan was able to take his old script and and put it together with Mulder right at the point in his life in the character's life when he needed it. Well, I, I did a little bit of research before the show. <gasps> you did I know research? we're all I know we're all shocked. <laughs> um, but Darren Morgan originally wrote this for the uh, Frank Spotnitz revival of the Night Stalker. Okay. So I don't know if you noticed or not. But when the mon- when the monster is in human form, he's wearing the Night Stalker the uh, outfit from the seventies, which the Night Stalker is one of the inspirations for the X Files. It was the hat, I think, is yeah. yeah. This this episode has if you are if you're one of those people who uh, pays more attention to TV shows than you possibly should, this one had tons of Easter eggs to previous episodes. Yeah, and two of the, two of the biggest. Uh, to, services to fans were, number one, the um, uh, cameo guest appearances by our two teenage paint huffers. <laughs> from, been in there twice before. Who were on the season three episodes of uh, Quagmire and uh, War of the Cofrages. Yes. Um, who played by the same actors from what I was able to gather. Um, the uh, well, well, is Tyler Labine doing these days anyway? I know. I guess they're you know it's it, it gets tough working at at Best Buy, and <laughs> <laughs> I guess no offense to them, I have no idea what they're doing. But they brought they brought them back. That was the first one, and then the second big Easter egg were the, the headstones. Yeah. Uh, and I was not aware that Kim Manners had died until I saw I looked up um, the Easter egg because Kim Manners was a producer director on the X Files. Um, for many years during its initial run, and uh, one of the headstones, I'm sure you, if you know anything about the X-Files, if you're listening to this podcast, then you know who, who Kim Manners was, and he was uh, listed on the headstone that they spent a whole yeah. lot of time at. 
And then also in doing my reading, his epitaph that, that's written on the headstone was kind of like his catchphrase on the set, according to uh, an interview I read with Darren Morgan. It's something like, kick it in the ass or something. I yeah. Forget, yeah, something like that. And then next to him, and I, I'm sorry, I didn't write down the name, but it's another uh, um, assistant director, a first assistant director um, whose name was Hardy. I think anyway, I have the information here. Ooh, there so. you go. This is. I, I have taken on the Scully role tonight. Or two. <laughs> Did you uh, use Google name, or whatever the, the search engine I, that I, they used? They probably use Google because they don't want to pay Google the money for it. Yeah. Uh, but the other one was Jack Hardy, who was That's a first it. assistant director for Millennium, Lone Gunman, and on the last X Files movie. Right. Now, I don't know if that guy is still alive. I think he is. But Kim Manners is not. But anyway, they, they had some great. I, I think he is because I think in the interview I read with Darren Morgan, he said that he said that one of the hardest things was he said was he's obviously he said Kim Manners was the one that said that him because I think Kim Manners directed some of his episodes uh, back in the day and had no idea what was going on and we called Darren Morgan to the set to ask him what in the hell he was doing <laughs> script. So, but he said it was really hard because so many good people from the show had passed away to find you know to find the other one and not feel like he was sliding all the other talented people True. who had passed. X-Files went off the air. That's true. So unfortunately, I think both of these people are no longer with us. But if Jack Hardy is alive and wants to email us and let us know that he's still alive and not dead, we will, we will gladly uh, we will gladly uh, recant that statement next week. Yeah. So a question I want to ask you, Mike, that I wasn't sure of, and if I if I can go back and watch the episode a couple more times, I'll, I'll, try, I'll I guess I'll, I'll maybe figure it out. So you have this creature who yeah. he says is not a lizard man, he's just a creature. He's not, don't call me a lizard, don't insult me, or whatever it was. And who's just sort of lying out in the woods, and I guess he was hibernating or something. And then there's the fight, the, the, the guy who was the game warden, who, by the way, was played by an X-Files podcaster. So, Mike, yes. up your game, because you might get in a, in a future series. We might be called... Well, actually, I, I listened to that guy's X-Files podcast. Oh, really? Okay. Well, oh yeah. Well, is he any good? Is he any better? Is he better than us? Well, he has he has more access to famous people than we. Do. <laughs> Apparently so. Well, just just for the record, we, uh, Mike and I are available for any cameo roles in any future X Files product projects. Yes, uh, uh, Darren Morgan, if you want to cast me in uh, in the the role of you know making out with Scully in the lying sexual fantasy part, then I will be there. <laughs> just don't tell your wife that. Well, I think when she saw it on TV, she might, you know. Yeah, okay. Well, let's just skip past that. Okay. But okay. the question I have is, uh, he's laying there in the forest, and the uh, the game warden is, is killing this man, this faceless, nameless, yes. red shirt guy, and apparently bites the lizard man. Yes. So what is it about that bite that transformed him into a were man, I guess you'd call it, because typically in in the the mythology of that is it, is that a werewolf bites a, a person and turns that person into a werewolf, or like a vampire would bite someone and turn them into a vampire. Is he a is the game warden supposed to be a similar kind of creature, or how did the, how did this transformation occur? Did, did I miss that explanation? I may have over missed it in, in all of the hysterical laughing at the, the, the jokes, but I wondered if part of it had to do with somehow it being the full moon too. Maybe that. Maybe if you're bitten by another person on a full moon, yep. and you're a, and you happen to be a lizard creature, yeah. then you are turned into a human. And who knows? There, there could be a scene on the cutting room floor that explains that. 
It could be. It could be. And the other question I had, and maybe you can help me with this, we, we go to a commercial after uh, they've – I think they've gone through the whole hotel uh, – motel part with the, the, yes. the eerie, creepy motel guy, which we'll yeah. talk about in a minute. But then all of a sudden we come back and Mulder is talking to this suspect's uh, psychologist. Now, how did he know who this psychologist was and track him down in the span of one commercial break? Well, that is a mystery that will have to be explained when I rewatch the episode. <laughs> I think so, and maybe if you, if you, if anybody out there knows this, because I, that almost took me out of the entire episode. Um, and uh, when I was trying to figure out, did I miss something? I went back and looked, and uh, I don't know. Anyway, I, you know, to, I, will, I will be very honest. I thought while the, I immensely enjoyed the episode, I thought there were a couple of, you know, there were some plot holes and some things that just didn't quite. You know, it didn't quite up, and not add up, and not in in a way like that we've seen and have seen in some of the other episodes. Like, you know, why is uh, Jesse Ventura and Alex Trebek uh, playing Men in Black? You know, that doesn't quite add up, but that's not the same kind of thing I'm talking about. Well, how do you think Alex Trebek got to be so smart? I, I guess, I guess we'll never know. <laughs> but well, I, I guess. Uh, I'm, I'm going to jump in because I, I actually noted a lot more Easter eggs. Did you catch some of the other Easter eggs that were in there? I saw the or the reference to Queequeg, the dog that Scully had, and then now she's got another dog that's also named after a Moby Dick character. So yes. there's that. Um, that's and then there's I, I did read there's something about Mulder's red speedos, but I I didn't really <laughs> didn't really dwell on that what? one. Well, I don't think we're the right demographic to dwell on that. But I think I think when the the creepy motel guy is is observing Mulder through the jackalope head, we see Mulder in, in the red speedo sleeping in his red speedo. Right, which he was wearing so, in Dwayne Barry, I think, you know, when so, he was swimming. Yeah. So whether or not that was actually happening or not, we're not one hundred percent sure. But then I don't remember. Do you? I don't know. You were probably not as into the internet fandom as I was, but. I remember during the cancer arc that there was just a, a theory that uh, in when in Clyde Bruckman's final repose, uh, remember when they're ask when Mulder is uh, yes. asking, "Well, how do I die? How do I die?" And he tells them, um, and then he's, it's, and he's Clyde says, "Oh, do you want to know how you die?" And Scully says, "No," and he says, "Oh, well, you don't." Well, a lot of fans jumped on that incidental line as a oh scully is immortal right i remember that and i remember i I do remember that line in the episode and and it seems like i also remember either either in uh commentary on the previous two episodes or maybe leading up into the series um that was mentioned again by maybe by the producers or by some of the writers as being a plot point that will figure into the series this new miniseries somehow, and I don't know if this is the only part or if it will come up yes. to play, come into play later on. Um, it may be when we get back to the mythology episodes that Scully supposedly is immortal. Um, I think well, it's, it's cool. So much, that's why she looks so much better than Mulder. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, and, and and I for one, that scene of his fantasy when she comes into the the cell phone store. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that one tucked away for a while. I think. <laughs> well, I just oh well, I, I think I think the scene too where Mulder is having the conversation for he and Scully. Yes. But then you would say, and then I, I that was I don't know I I feel like 
I feel like that David Duchovny was much more interested in this episode than he has been in the first two. Yeah, that makes sense. I do. And do you know when this is episode number three of the miniseries? Do you know was this filmed third or what? Order I think it was, it was filmed third. I think it was filmed third. Okay. Do we know which one was filmed second? Probably Home I Again. Think the one. I think the one coming up this week was filmed second. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see how we, see what happens if he if we take a step backwards or forwards, and you know maybe it's just that David Duchovny likes playing the funny stuff. Uh, yeah, I definitely think he was really enjoying himself, and and Jillian Anderson looked like she was enjoying herself, yeah. um, as was the character, and I think that was uh, intentional yeah. for both of the characters um, that they were you know they were having a good time. Scully was you know she said a couple of times it's like I missed this, I missed the the looking yeah. for the monsters, even though she didn't technically believe in the monsters, she enjoyed yeah. the chase and enjoyed Mulder being the way he was yeah. when he was chasing the monsters. She says this is the Mulder I remember. Um, and and I think that was maybe the, her speaking for the audience as well. Probably so. Now, did you catch the reference there at the very beginning when she asks him once again, is he on his meds? Well, I also noticed I thought that was kind of a parallel between he and the monster of the week was uh, the his psychiatrist. And maybe this is why they got us to the psychiatrist was that was how he found the psychiatrist. He found the monster of the week's antidepressants. Okay. He found the bottle. Okay. Okay. So I kind of thought there were some parallels between Mulder and the monster in that they're both on antidepressants, or they're on pills for depression. That's right. Okay. Now, he, now the, the, the monster's pills were antipsychotic. They weren't anti, okay. I think they weren't antidepressant per se. Now, I, I'm, okay. not a, I'm not a pharmacist, so I, don't, you know, I can't tell you the intricate details, differences between those two types of medications, but I would imagine depression and psychosis probably has a little bit of difference, but not a ton, so... But they are, but they're both taking medication for, for because right, mental, you know, whatever their their issues are. Right, they're mood altering type of things. And, yeah. and and Mulder, he he asks Mulder if he would like for him to write a prescription for him, and Mulder says no, thank you. Yeah. So that makes me wonder, coupled with the fact that Scully says, "Are you off your meds?" And I think he, I think yeah. she mentioned or he mentioned in the first in the first episode that he wasn't taking his meds. Yeah. So. Um, so that's that's another mention of the kind of his yeah. history in these intervening yeah. fifteen years. Yeah. Well, I, I wonder how much of his history after uh, the "I Want to Believe," you know, of being used by the FBI in that episode to such an extent if that was what started his questioning his life's work. I would imagine so, and, and the fact that he was not able to to affect or alter the the plan of the, yeah. the conspiracy, you know, by the yeah. by by the episode of the end. Um, yeah. I don't know. Or even just to believe, you know, like, well, he could have put, you know, he could be depressed too because, you know, the, the 2012 date came around and nothing happened, and now he's like, well, <laughs> that turned out to be a big waste of my time, didn't it? <laughs> It's kind of it's kind of like uh, when when the when the Tennessee Titans season kicks off, you know, you, you're anticipating it, and and then they lose the next ten games, and it's like this is what it's all about. See, the problem is they let they, like the Titans see they'll win that first one and get the fans all excited. That's right. It's all excited, and, and then it's the next ten that really beat the beat the enthusiasm out of him. Yeah, yeah. Well, we won't bore you with the football talk out there. That's uh, that's just between us. But um, so uh, anything spouse and football talk does not mix well. No. So we found out with the first episode. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, are, are there any other points that we want to make on this episode? I mean, like I, I, I loved it. 
and and I think we've we've kind of talked it out. There's not a not a ton of of deep excuse me of deep stuff to it, but uh, anything else you can think of that we want to kind of discuss before we move into our ratings? I can't think of anything else. I'm I'm sure I'll think of some other like Easter eggs. I I think is it it's probably gonna be the when I get the Blu-ray set, and I have I heard from on Kamal Nanjiani's X Files podcast where uh, he said that the uh, Fox is going all out because they said they are. They said they didn't put any new features on the X when they uh, upgraded the X file the first nine seasons to Blu-ray. So he says there's going to be tons of extras on the Blu-ray release of the season. So I, I'm kind of looking forward to watching this one again when the Blu-ray set comes out. Well, I would imagine I would imagine they'll have to put a lot of extras in it to justify the price that they're going to charge for a six-episode season. I don't know because I've I've seen like well you know just to bring it to like to Doctor Who you know Doctor Who. Uh, this season, uh, to get something out before Christmas, split the season, and they only charge like twenty bucks for a half a season, which was like uh, six or eight episodes. Okay. So they may only charge us like thirty bucks, you know, the price of a of a movie, you know, like a, a two disc Blu ray set, you know, yeah. a movie. Yeah. How much did they charge for the Star Trek Next Generation Best of Both Worlds two episode set? I think that was like a twenty ninety five. Yeah. Okay. It was twenty to thirty bucks. It, it was it was intended to be a price point where it was kind of a, a quote unquote an impulse buy. Yeah, I wonder what and I, I haven't bought it. I wonder what they charged for the twelve episode, twenty four mini season DVD Blu-ray. I want to say that I've looked at it at the store, but I haven't purchased it. But I want to say it was probably about thirty bucks. Thirty bucks, thirty five, forty, yeah, somewhere this there. This is why we have. I will look it up while we... Okay. Well, I will mention um, that I did see the ratings for this third episode. Um, yeah. They, you know, it, they, they went down slightly, which which pretty yeah. much any any series or um, special limited event will do. You can't usually keep up the same initial ratings the entire run. But uh, but they held, you know, they, they held well. I think that they, there's not a huge drop-off, which you, you do sometimes see in these, these kind of show events. So... Um, you know, I, uh, unless uh, the the audience completely tunes out for the fourth through sixth episode, uh, and I don't think they will, based on the uh, the acclaim for this one. I, I mean, I've seen it's uh, people have said this is the best of the three so far. Yeah. Um, I don't anticipate uh, Fox, the, the, the TV state, the TV network Fox yeah. will uh, will will wait too long for till they announce another set of X Files episodes. Of course, it all depends on. What they're doing in the last two yeah. mythology, if if you know the alien invasion starts and Mulder and Scully are in that last episode are taken to another planet, and it may be a while before we see another X Files. Well, and I have heard uh, interviews with Chris Carter where they asked at the TCA panel about X Files. They asked him if if he ended things or if he left a cliffhanger, and he said, "Oh, there's definitely a cliff." So I have right. a feeling that. I, th- I don't know. I think a lot of my enthusiasm for for wanting more would depend on how they stick the landing for this. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So with the uh, so next week is is the oh, oh did you find out about the price there? I mean, it's burning question. Well, uh, <laughs> if you just went out and, and bought it regular price, the for twenty four, which you get twelve episodes, the DVD it would be forty nine ninety eight, but you can get it right now on Amazon for fifteen bucks. Whoa, really? Fifteen bucks? And the blue and the Blu Ray is. 
is 60 bucks, but you can get the Blu-ray for $26. Hmm, I might grab that. Okay, yeah, that's good so, to know. There's, anyway. there's your tip for the day, everyone. 24-season whatever it is. Uh, well, if you've got Amazon Prime, you can just watch it streaming right now. You can watch all 12 episodes of the Jack Bowery's Day Ever. <laughs> that's true. So <laughs> next week we have, uh, from what all I gather, is the revisit to the home clan or something to that effect. Is that what you've heard? Well, spoiler alert, um, I was listening, um, Kamel Anjiani, I was listening to his podcast, and he hosted a, a, he picked six episodes, and he brought Glenn Morgan out on stage, and I don't know if this is still true, but he's, but Glenn Morgan said, no, the Peacocks are not coming back. Really? Apparently, someone at, someone at Fox has uh, forbidden them from ever appearing on television ever again. Apparently, so, so, yeah. Okay, so why would you name an episode Home Again and not be about the the Peacock family? Because you want to torment the fans. I guess. I don't – you know, honestly, I don't get that. I saw the episode when it first aired. I watched it. I was – you know, it it was a a horrorful episode. It was very creepy and weird and and, 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 and all that. But, I mean, I think we saw worse in the X-Files – I think Fluke Man and some of that stuff was worse, you know. I, I'm, and I know that they got a lot of feedback, a lot of negative feedback from the general public, but um, it's just kind of surprising that there would be that there would be that much, you know, uh, reticence to showing that episode again when they did. They, I think they didn't put it back in the rerun cycle that season or whatever. No. They didn't rerun it until after they had put it out on VHS when it had built up a reputation. Right, it wouldn't right. be aired. So it's. I remember a sticker on the VHS like, "This is the episode you can't watch on Fox." And then a couple, and then like literally three months after the VHS came out, like, "Okay, we'll rerun it now." The episode you couldn't see. Yeah, it's, and but then you you know last week we have a woman cutting open her own stomach to pull out her own unborn child, and 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 worse uh, from uh, people sticking knives in their ears, that sort of thing. Um, I, I, I'm not sure that that kind of thing really would shock anybody anymore. So I'm, I don't know. But we'll see what happens next week. Um, yeah. Do you think that we will see Lone Gunman and or Monica Reyes before the last two episodes? Do you think we'll see them next week, one of them? I don't know. I, I'm kind of I, – I, I, I'm almost hoping, and I know that people will probably get up in anger, but, but I would almost like to see the Lone Gunman in a flashback. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, that's a spoiler thing that I've heard that they are actually coming back live. Okay. So I don't know. That's I haven't. That's what I've heard, but of course we haven't seen that. So who yeah. knows what we'll what we'll see with them? It'll be interesting to see what they look like after 15 years. I don't think I've seen any of those three actors since then. And I've seen Anna, you know Annabeth Gish. Is that her name? Played Monica Reyes because yeah. she was on yeah. The West Wing. Yeah. Um. So well, we'll see. It, it seems like that you'd want to have the lone gunman come back. It seems like there's going to be a lot to get to in that last episode. And if you bring in Reyes, I don't know. It would just feel like you're, you're packing in if you had if you just had. Uh, I don't know. Right. I don't know. And you still got to bring Crycheck back somehow. I don't know how that's going to happen. With the bullet in his. I don't think Crycheck is coming back. <sighs> yeah, I, I, I haven't heard anything either. But but you never know what's going to come. Who or what are going to come back in those last two mythology episodes? You could see Gibson Praise. You might see Spender. 
You might see, heck, you might see the well-manicured man, even though he was blown up in his car. I'm surprised that we haven't seen or won't see uh, Deep Throat again. Is, is, is he still alive? Is the actor still around? I think, I think Jerry Harden is Jerry still Harden. alive. Jerry Harden, yeah. So I know we, we've heard these things about Reyes, and we know for sure that, the, that she's yeah. coming back, and we know um, at least something about the lone gunman. And, uh, and we knew Skinner, of course, was coming back. Those were reported. So we'll just have to wait, we'll just have to wait and see. It's all, it's all it's what Exiles is all about, what's right around the next corner, the next dark and shadowy corner. Well, according to Wikipedia, Jerry Harden is still alive. That's good. As of this recording. Yeah, which we can't say the same about Abe Vigoda, which is very sad. Okay, so I guess uh, I, I guess I'm going to go ahead and I'm, I will give my rating okay. as we wrap this up for this week. I'm, I'm going to give it a, a 9 out of 10. Ooh, boy. Okay, cool. My rating would be, like I said, I'm not quite as enamored of these, and I had some problems with the plot point, plot holes, and I, and and the other the other point of the episode that it started to lose me was with the big discussion between Mulder and Guy Man there at the cemetery when yeah. when he was basically explaining his life. It took I, I thought it just took a long time to to get that whole story out. Which took me out of it a little bit. I, I would have liked to have. I think I would have liked for the revelation that he was not human to begin with to have come maybe closer to the end of the story. So I'm going to knock it down just a little bit for that, and I'll probably give it an eight. I really enjoyed the humor. I enjoyed the references back to old episodes. Yeah. I loved the, the 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 character arc that Mulder is going through, and and uh, you know what? I'm going to give it an eight point one for the Scully fantasy scene. <laughs> I'm giving a point one point for that because thank you. This is the point at which I was I was a more professional podcaster and had a soundboard with a the soundboard that says, Why don't you like movies? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so there we are. Next week we will be back with a new episode. Uh, episode number we're already halfway through. I mean we we spent so much time anticipating this, it's already halfway done. We've only have three more episodes to go. Well, yeah. Well, you know, hey, you watch Downton Abbey, you know, those seasons are short, too. Yeah, Downton Abbey's going away, too. <sighs> oh, well. It's going to be a very sad month for Barry. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right. Well, you can contact us at the Truth Is Out There podcast at gmail.com. Go to truthisouttherepodcast.podbean to catch up on our previous episode reviews. Uh, go to our site on Facebook, and you can go to Out There Podcast on Twitter and contact us there. And we promise that uh, uh, we will not treat your messages as uh, uh, becoming partly human. We will trust that they are actually monsters, and we'll deal with them accordingly. Anything else, Mike, before we get out of here? Uh, I can't think of anything. So uh, if we have overlooked anything, you can let us know and... Uh, all right. All right. Well, don't forget the All Good Things Star Trek podcast. We'll do that one as well. Coming up this week. Someday. Someday. <laughs> coming up this week, a review of the uh, uh, the Ultimate Voyage Star Trek concert that Mike and I both went to last night as we recorded this. And we'll be talking about that on the All Good Things Star Trek podcast, HT Pod. We'll see you next time. And have a great week. And the truth is out there. Tell me I'm crazy. Mulder, you're crazy.